0: Welcome to A Day in My Life as a Mortgage Content Creator. Today I'm in Beverly Hills and I'm with my friend Nicole, who's an amazing real estate agent and took me to the most gorgeous house in Bel Air. They're asking $15 million. So we took a ton of content for Instagram, TikTok, and made some cool videos to show you how amazing it could be to live in a home like this and what it would take to finance it. And then we got to go to an amazing rooftop to get some drinks together and had a great day. Bye. No, this introducing the original blood clad podcast not be Soothing semantic special dedication all the way from New York. Boom! Yeah, man, S double team semantic. Yeah, man, no. boom! Sodium semantic. Yeah, man, no. big ups to the man, Soothing semantic.
1: On another episode of Soothing Semantics, I am your host Rafi Pinsky. Ladies and gentlemen, subscribe, like, share, and uh, make sure to tune in every Sunday at 9 a.m. We changed the the schedule from Monday at 6 a.m. to Sunday at 9 a.m. So make sure to stay tuned. Today we have Margot Etigi. 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 Yeah. I it's like
0: a one out of ten can actually get it right, so it's okay.
1: <laughs> okay. Welcome, Margo. Nice to have you.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. My
1: pleasure. So, I've been following Margo's page for a couple of months, and she is, uh, well, give us kind of an idea, because you're in mortgages. Yes. You work with uh, Triangle Companies, is what it's called, right? Yes.
0: So, Triangle Companies um, has three different divisions, and I work for Financial Triangle. And so, I'm the general manager of the mortgage brokerage. Um, So, we handle a couple different offices, a couple different states. We have new york florida texas we just added colorado and we also have california so I'm pretty much bouncing around between all the offices and yeah what we do is we specialize a little bit more in creative financing so though we do all of the different kinds of mortgages that are really out there we really like to specialize in bank statement programs um, Creative financing for self-employed individuals or foreign nationals that come and want to invest here are first-time homebuyers. Um, I was a first-time home buyer at 24, so I really know what it's like to be in those shoes and to kind of all the concerns and questions. Um, so I know all the best programs out there for them and can really help them walk them through that. So um, I think that's what makes us a little bit different than the rest is we really like to cater to the individual and make the mortgage as customized as the client needs it to be. Okay.
1: Is there, the, I've, I'm working with a mortgage company now. His name is Danny Tokar, a great guy. And there's so much I'm learning about the complexity of mortgage yeah. approval. Yeah. Because there's so many things that people do, by the way, profanity is perfectly cool on here. If you want to throw some F-bombs and whatever, if you cool. if you wish, you're welcome <laughs> to. just let me know.
0: Cool.
1: It helps me sometimes. So <laughs> there's a lot of, difficulty in, in getting approved as you know they're just people know how to screw it up in many different ways and you have you show it on your content yeah definitely i like the one that you recently did with uh the guy who took out a car who, who bought a car yeah. during the process and yeah. you we're gonna beat him up his money
0: completely um, yeah
1: i'll put that out
0: come on let's go outside go outside for what we're gonna fight No, and I love to create content off of just like real life stories um, because that's where I get the majority of my inspiration is like thinking back at a phone call or thinking back at a transaction, what went wrong, what went right Um, because I learn a lot from the transactions every time because there's always something that happens Um, and then I get to teach everyone else through just making the fun videos and reenacting it in my interpretation. Um, But yeah, there's so many things that can't kill the deal. Um, and the thing about financing is it's not necessarily that it's complex. The thing with mortgages is really that you just need to understand the individual really well to really make sure that you find the best program, understand that program, and like help the client get everything that's needed to get approved. Mm -hmm. Um, but I know that as a real estate agent, it's it can be overwhelming when you like speak to a mortgage broker and you find out all these things. Because I think it's really important for real estate agents to know all the different possibilities of financing because it's only going to open up the possibilities for you to know what kind of clients you can actually work with. Sure. Yeah.
1: So we, it's interesting how in both mortgage, well business in general Mm -hmm. in so many ways, but real estate and mortgages go hand in hand and it's like you said, it's so important to know your clients. Yeah. When you have to kind of get something moving along, say you have... You know, you need loan commitment after a certain amount of days, and yeah. the clients slow with documents. You have to know how to approach that client. Yeah, some clients will get turned off if you if you're a little pushy, and some clients need to be pushed. So I see that with with my clients now, and mm-hmm. with how you know, the guy, my, my mortgage guy Danny does it, and we kind of just always have to be in cahoots. And okay, Danny, this client is this way. Mm-hmm. Let's kind of approach it that way. Yeah. And it's and it's exciting because, like you said, you learn so much in the process. Mm-hmm. And I like what you do with your content because you're able to get your message across with humor. And I find that when something is very robotic, people are turned off by it. They aren't yes. interested. But you're so bubbly about it. You have your your colorful clothes, <laughs> and you doing your little dances. Yeah. And you're and you always and a lot of the time you have somebody that comes on with you. So yes. it's always very engaging. So I I learn a lot from your content. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Well, I just also find. Um Unfortunately, just like the overall content and even just the overall marketing strategies in the real estate and mortgage industry are really bland. They're boring. And um, when the younger generation, you know, even when I started, I was like, is this really going to be the right industry for me? Am I going to be bored after a while? That was like my really like my main concern. Um, but it, it really is the great thing with technology and social media <clears throat> and just like being able to be creative Is like you can really build your own narrative and kind of be in charge of, you know, what kind of marketing you want to put out there. And I just always find like after what I've done over the last few months, um, being organic, being yourself is going to be the most effective way of getting business. Because at the end of the day, like people want to know exactly who they're doing business with. They don't even care about your product, your listing. They really don't care. At the end of the day, they have a goal. It's to buy a house. So if they feel comfortable with you, they're going to come to you. They're going to look at you as like an advisor to really advise them the whole way through. You know, even when they come to me, which I I love when the buyers come to me first because I can tell them what they can afford Mm -hmm. and then maybe help them refer them to the right real estate agent by knowing just different personalities. Um, so that's just what's great it's like really about, the experience is really customized it's really about finding like the people that work best for you both ways whether you're the agent mm-hmm. or the client
1: it's absolutely true I was saying this on a recent podcast yeah um, with, with my former coach Shika I did an episode with her a few episodes ago mm-hmm. and there's uh, there's another realtor Jonathan Vega maybe you've heard of him He he's coming on hopefully next week he's also a character he, um, he does all these dances and he had um, he went to this very nice house I think he was representing the buyer for a Mm -hmm. showing and he goes into the shower grabs the shower head and just starts singing people love that yeah no one's gonna say oh this guy's unprofessional we're not gonna work with him because he isn't robotic enough they on the contrary like you're saying they love that originality it brings so much flavor and realness to the conversation and so long as you actually know your business and you are professional Mm -hmm. that only helps you that's what I found
0: yeah Yeah. so So it's actually funny that you say that because I do get some comments, of course, like, oh, like, that's so unprofessional. I would never want to do business with someone who, you know, does videos or does TikToks or whatever. Um, You're filtering the people out that you're not supposed to be doing business with. Like, you you want the people that really love it and that genuinely want to do business with you. So um, at the end of the day, like, there's two things you need to keep in mind. You need to be proud of the concept that you put out there, whatever that may be, Mm -hmm. and believe in it. And like most importantly, just like be yourself, you know, and and just think whatever you put out there, as long as you would feel comfortable that a client or a work associate, you know, would see it and not feel like it's controversial or you know, Mm -hmm. cringe like whatever it may be, then put it out there. You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, I always try to keep it relatively professional. Um, if there's bad words, it's because it's like part of the song, part of the trend. You know, I'm never going to try to like offend anyone or do anything vulgar. You need to keep it like within, right. you know, what's reasonable. Right, right. Still, yeah. I don't
1: find your your stuff to be unprofessional whatsoever. Thank you. But but like, well, there's no but, and yeah, <laughs> there's um. Like, you, I love what you said about the, the filtering out of, of the clients that I want to do in the first place. It's so important. Because not everyone's going to want to do business with you. And that's, that's okay. Fine. That's fine. That's okay. I'm okay with that. There's still plenty, plenty of business. Uh, I did want to ask, kind of, I wanted to ask at the beginning, but we kind of went into this. Uh, what What you your mortgages?
0: So, um, at the age of 14, I had been working like started working in the fashion industry and had been working in Surprise fashion. Surprise. surprise. right yeah surprise right <laughs> um and I I did love like working with the clothes being around the clothes being able to be creative um and learning a lot about just people customer service working with older people and just corporate level stuff that was great but after a while um You know, I was working multiple jobs and, like, high-level positions in the retail industry, going to school for fashion. And I wasn't seeing, like, the light at the end of the tunnel in regards to when was I ever going to get that lifestyle that I really want to live, you know? And it was starting to just make me worried the older I was getting. Um, And so when I was 21 was when I kind of had that shift in my brain to be like, really, like, what is what is it that matters? Like, what do I want to do every day when I get up? Like, what is it that I want to do? And I, I want to have that financial freedom to travel and to like really live a great life. Um, and when I really started like looking more into the mortgage and real estate industry, I, I do have, uh, my father who's in the industry and I'm lucky to have him in the industry. I'm very grateful that he's there because he was a great mentor to me. Um, he was just kind of explaining more, you know, what the industry was like. And I've always admired his lifestyle. So I was always like, you know, if it's a lot about sales and a lot about like understanding the product to be able to properly sell, which was a lot about what I was doing in the fashion industry was product knowledge, learning how to sell that product the best way possible and then like getting to know the clients and selling it to them. So it was like sales, you know? Um, As I was starting to learn, I I took like one year to really work at the very bottom to understand every single aspect so that I could really understand the product the best way possible, um, and then went ahead and got licensed and got into the industry, Um, but really worked hard to understand every single aspect, because I came from fashion, so it really was like polar opposite, and it took me a long time, Um, and full disclosure, like I I think it took me uh, my third time to take the test like to pass it because it was really difficult and it was a whole new language for me and it was just yeah there was um people who always think that oh well her father's in the industry like it must be so easy for her it definitely wasn't it definitely was not easy you know um he's busy doing his own thing and really focused more so on the real estate side you know being in the real estate industry you told me you saw one of his listings um which has nothing to do with the mortgage side really so, um, for me, it was definitely difficult. It was a difficult transition. But once I started to really understand the product and really understand how to sell it in my own way, was when I was like, okay, this is really going to be for me. I think I'm really passionate about this and I can really make this work for me. Yeah. Absolutely. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: And you can still do, you can still bring that
0: fashion sense to the table, which you do. Yeah.
1: Just sort of clothing line.
0: I mean, You know, how I, like, really saw that was because the first time I was going out networking, people would be like, oh, like, I love your outfit, you know? And so that was, like, a conversation starter. And, you know, at the end of the day in sales, it has everything to do with your branding, how you look. Like, there's so many aspects, and you still have a very limited amount of time to make a first impression. So, you know, I really think it is about, like, understanding about branding and and the sign of the fashion industry that I was on was fashion merchandising, which in my opinion was more so like the business of fashion and the psychology of like how to sell something, how to properly merchandise something, um, and place it in a store in a strategic way to really get the client to buy it. So I've always just had that mentality of just like sales presentation, branding, um, and just like how to stand out in the most appropriate way. Right. Yeah. So,
1: you, so you were able to take that with you and bring it to mortgages? Yeah,
0: exactly. And I saw that like not a lot of people were taking anything, like it, a lot of people that were in the mortgage industry, I had seen that it was just a lot of people that had been there for a long time, you know, and mm-hmm. that were like stuck in this mundane, you know, way of doing business. Right. Um, so the reason why, because a lot of people always say like, why did not you choose real estate? Well, I was like, I just saw less competition in the mortgage industry, mm-hmm. whereas on the real estate, I did see a lot of like younger people and, um, yeah, just saw like, Ooh, it's going to be a little bit tougher on that side. There's
1: more room for flavor in real estate, I think. Sure. There are more people because you're showing a property, you're outside more. Sure. So you, but you
0: know what, it, you know what I was bothered with the real estate, no. which like, which is what bothered me with the fashion industry was that you had to be responsible for inventory. So if you had a listing, you know, like it had to be like, how am I going to sell this product? When I thought about the mortgage side, I was like, hold on a second. Everybody needs money. It's not going to be very difficult to sell a mortgage, you know? And I would be like, it would be easier. Yeah, but it would be easier for me to work with real estate agents on helping them sell a house mm-hmm. by like being able to find buyers who need financing and who need the house. Like it just was like a greater opportunity for collaboration, okay. in my opinion. So I was like, Oh, I think that if I'm if on the mortgage side, it's gonna be less of a competing against people and more so being able to add value for real estate agents and for home buyers.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know where you you're coming from. Mm-hmm. So, and I've seen you do content in Colorado because you met Colorado, Cali, done content with uh, luxury realtors with very, very nice properties. Mm -hmm. So, what's that kind of been like? What's the experience like?
0: I mean, you know, the experience has been great just because, like, The people are amazing, like, you know, real estate agents that have been working very hard and um, have worked their way up to getting 10, 20, 25 million dollar listings are phenomenal people and you learn a lot from them. Um, So that's been really great. And then just being able to think completely outside of the box on how to market those kinds of properties and showing people the possibilities of uh, how to purchase it has been definitely Eye-opening, I think, for a lot of people because those videos definitely perform very well, um, and it's it's just been fun for me. It's just like I just feel every day is completely new, which is really great, and it really allows me to just keep pushing outside of my boundaries every day, like seeing how far I can push my limits of creativity. So That's amazing, yeah. It's I'm, been nice. I'm
1: forward, I'm kind of manifesting this. By the way, I'm looking, good. I'm manifesting a very, very nice several million dollar property and mm-hmm. doing a video at some point. That's what I'm saying. That's what yeah. I'm at. So um, this is a mental picture that I'm putting in my head.
0: And as long think, as you work towards that, um, if you have a goal in mind and you just like strategize on what's the best way to get there, mm-hmm. you will get there. It's just a matter of like hitting the right doors, finding the right people. Um, and I think you're doing a great job with just like this podcast because there's Thank some you. really great quality people so, coming awesome. on here. So I think, um, Raphael so is much. your guide Thank for you. a Thank home and for everything in between.
1: That's it. Well, yeah. you can call me Rafi, everyone. Rafi. That's, that's what you for. <laughs>
0: um,
1: I just want to expand a little on what you said. The, when you have a plan in mind and it's a little bit distant and you, Celebrate the small wins. Mm-hmm. You don't always focus on the end result, but you focus on the process mm-hmm. and what you do. What are, what the you know the small things you do every day to get further towards that goal. Oh yeah, it's such an exhilarating, enjoying, enjoyable experience. Yeah, and obviously you're going to have those bad days, and you're going to have days where you feel like you're backtracking. Mm-hmm. But if you have that very very strong confident inner voice that says you're going to have that. You just Absolutely. need to put in the work, show up every single day, block out the negative noise, realize that you're the only one who's stopping your growth and progress. Oh my God, yeah. Nobody else really gives a shit. That's the yeah. reality. Yeah. We're always thinking, like, oh, well, what are they going to say? Dude? You know, when I put out my podcast in the beginning, I said, oh, people might say, oh, he's another asshole with a podcast. Yeah. That's a deterrent for some people who gives a shit. Yeah. I enjoy this. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm so, I'm so grateful that I found two things I like and I can intertwine them both. So I can use this as a platform to connect with people like you, which is Mm -hmm. awesome. Um, And the sky's the limit, you know? So the the more it progresses, the more natural you get. So for now, for you, content creation is just second nature to you.
0: It's definitely... but You know what it is? It's also just like, there's like this creative burst inside of me. Like, sometimes I'm like, i got to get up and like film something. You know what I mean? And like, even stuff like this, um, I know I'm going to be leaving here and I'm like... I need to get to a ring light stat, you know what I mean? Because I just have a bunch of ideas that it's start awesome. like rushing through. Um, there was something you mentioned that I wanted to expand on that I'm now blanking on.
1: Was it, Was it? did it have to do with what I said about progression little by little and kind of appreciation? It had
0: to do with showing up every day. Okay. So, um, you know, Do you know about Clubhouse? Are you on Clubhouse?
1: Um, I have it. I'm not on it. I definitely definitely will. Oh, my God.
0: You would love Clubhouse, and and you would be great for Clubhouse because, first of all, it's an audio-only platform, which I'm sure you know that, Mm -hmm. but... In my opinion, it's like a live podcast show. I thought
1: Clubhouse was a video too. No,
0: it's only audio. And so like podcasters have taken over, you know, like the LinkedIners have taken over because it's very much like networking. Um, And Clubhouse is actually one of the places that has brought me, you know, into contact to be able to share my knowledge and my expertise with those big agents that have these crazy huge listings Mm -hmm. and that just by hearing my voice and listening to me speaking and adding value to people's like lives on whatever topics and, and stages we're talking about. Um, they just like immediately it's, it's really cool because you can speak and as you speak, they can like check out your Instagram profile as you're speaking right. and like do their auditing and be like, is she really for real or is she bullshitting? You know what right, I mean? Right, and they right, do right. their audit and they come back to like, listen to you and they're like, okay. Right? And then, so then they're very quick to be like, let me DM her. Like, I want to collaborate with her. And that's kind of been how I've been able to get the opportunity to work so closely or be a preferred lender for a lot of these really big agents was just showing up every day on every single platform, every single platform. I didn't know where my next client or my next agent, or my next deal was going to come from. I just made sure to show up. Clubhouse has brought me some, so I always make sure to show up on Clubhouse, TikTok, like I love it, it's my passion. Instagram, I know that like a little bit of the older clientele is there. So it really is just knowing like where everyone where everyone is when they're on the apps mm-hmm. and like hitting it at the right time.
1: They see you out there. You have credibility. Yeah. They, they, there's no denying. Well, it, that you're showing up on their phone right, every single right, day. Right. They see your face yeah. again and again and again. There's this mental picture of Margo, exactly. Margo, Margo. So they're like, "Well, yeah. who do I do Margo? Yeah. Who do I hire for mortgages, Margo? Right? If
0: you don't and think of me after all the videos I've done, I swear to God, <laughs> I'm
1: adding my knife set right now. <laughs> Someone shows up with a purple blazer and green
0: pants. I would shit my pants. And I, I look like Barney, but it's okay. <laughs> But it's super important and to the point where like, you know, you have to think about the digital real estate now and a lot of like digital real estate is, for example, um, taking the market share on hashtags, for example, I know that like I got in on TikTok at the right time and on all my videos, uh, obviously because it's mortgage related hashtag mortgage and not long ago when I was like, what happens if I type in just mortgage in the search bar on TikTok? Out of like 269 million videos, I saw my face holding like six out of the top 10 spots on the hashtag mortgage. So I was like, oh my God, I'm like the poster child for mortgages on TikTok, which is like insane. But it's like just to tell you again, that consistency is what got me there. And it wasn't even like stressing about getting there or like focusing on numbers or anything it was just about creating content that like i was happy with you know because obviously if i was happy with it someone else was going to be happy with it and that's all that mattered. people sense
1: it i can see when i watch your videos there's no oh i gotta do a video yeah you look thrilled it's so you so when people sense that, people can smell that. Yeah, they see totally. that they, 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 they want to do business mm-hmm. with someone like that. For the podcast, I've had to put a tremendous amount of work into mm-hmm. it, but I love it. It's not I a job for see. me. This is
0: a lot of amazing, amazing work has gotten into you. it. Really Thank well you. done.
1: Thank you. It's, it's not a job for me. Does it take time away from time? I could be chilling? Sure. Mm-hmm. But I get so much more enjoyment out of the work I put in mm-hmm. and people, everyone that knows me sees it every week without fail. Since I started, I've yeah. put out an episode. I don't plan on, I that I don't plan on that changing anytime soon. That's ever. amazing. Um, and that's the beauty of it. You can go so much longer and be so much more consistent mm-hmm. if you actually are in love with what you do. And it's uh, whenever I see people doing that, I automatically kind of, I'm I'm kind of drawn to them because mm-hmm. there's there's that common sense of passion in something. Yeah. And so many other people in mortgages and real estate don't have that. I see even with. Uh, yeah. Realtors that have been in the business longer than me, mm-hmm. they don't have that. It's so, like you said, it's so mundane. Yeah. It's so dry that it, for me, it's only a matter of time until they plateau. They may continue in the industry, mm-hmm. but I don't see it kind of progressing and building because they kind of show up where, oh, okay, well, if I get a nice listing and I can make some good money, then it's good. But oh, I don't know, it's a $200,000 listing and I'm not in the mood today. Mm-hmm. But if you can... Get creative, I did a video recently, I'll show it to you after the the episode. Oh, it's you guys again. Well, looks like it's time to put my big boy clothes on. Rafi Pinsky here, a realtor from the South Florida area. I did one marketing video I had. I um, worked with this uh, videographer. He does pictures and videos Mm -hmm. and he's, he's very talented and he's never done something like we've done. Okay. Where, so basically I came up with this random idea. I was planning it in my head and what, what we basically did was, so right on the, not this way, but on the other side of my apartment, mm-hmm. there's a view of the Intracoastal. So I came up with this random idea. I took, a, I took my beach chair from the back, from my trunk, put it right off the Intracoastal. In intr- I put on a pair of shorts, a tank top, I put together a, well it wasn't even a screwdriver, it was like a Mango Arizona. I went to Party City, I got one of those little toothpicks with the umbrellas. I put it in, had a glass. I sat there with, I sat in the chair with the drink, as you know, with flip flops and I'm just chilling mm-hmm. right by the water. Right. And I put together some little script and he starts videoing, I snap my fingers and you see the next shot you see me wearing a suit. Mm-hmm. And then I get up and I start marketing myself and I paid a marketer $300 to put it out on these three Instagram pages with quite a large following. Nice. And I was mainly targeting the Jewish communities in the tri-state area. Nice. And like, I know real estate supposedly you're not supposed to like mention, you know, who you, okay. I know I'm Jewish. I grew up in New York. Yeah. I know that they're looking to move here. It was a very strategic plan sure. thing. And it's your I got niche. yeah, I got about yeah. eight clients from it. Yeah. I had I haven't checked it in a, probably two months, mm-hmm. but I I think I put it out about three months ago. I got over twenty thousand views. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's well over that by now. Nice. And it just came from simple creativity that I that I that came to fruition. Yeah. I made it a reality and it was so simple. It wasn't mm-hmm. complicated. And I took that confidence because I it worked, it brought me business. Mm-hmm. And now my neck, I already have a, a much more creative and larger plan ahead and I'm going right. to do it many, many times going forward. I just, you know, it's just a matter of having those properties and I mean, it's, it's so exciting. I got amazing feedback from people who really do, it's amazing, it's such a creative idea yeah. and nobody else in my office did that. Yeah, Most realtors don't do that sort of thing because for them it's far-fetched, it's eh, what am I going to bother for, it's not the norm, no one else is doing it. That's exactly why you should do it Mm -hmm. because it sets you apart.
0: Yeah. There have been some really amazing, I've been really like blown away by a lot of um, real estate agents that have embraced the evolution of what's going on with this whole, you know, creative social media marketing tactics, because I think people, people are tired of feeling like they're being sold on something. Mm -hmm. You know, they really, they really want to be doing business with their best friends. So if they can't, feel like they relate to you, they're probably not going to want to do business with you. See, the honest truth. It's the truth.
1: So, so factual. Yeah. That's why I love the business, is it's such a relationship-oriented business. Definitely. And I, you know, scripts to some degree are important, but I find myself on most of these
0: appointments. I can't do scripts. I, I, I can't do it. Right. I see a lot of my friends have amazing scripts, and they're doing these like POV videos, right. and, you know, full scripts, I've done it once, um, and it's it's just so time-consuming, and for me, it's not my thing, and I think everybody has their own style of content creation. Mm-hmm. I really just, I really get inspired from a lot of movies that I watch, a lot of just uh, remembering what happened in my transactions and my day-to-day. That's like really where I get a majority of my creation. Harry Potter and Spongebob. I noticed Harry Potter I noticed, and Spongebob. I notice it's a big, a big uh, trend. People of Bikini Bottom, as the
1: manager of... Uh, SpongeBob?
0: Hold the phone, folks. I'm getting an important newsflash from Mr. Krabs. Go ahead, Mr. K. I'm making a complete what of myself.
1: You applied first for the Defense Against the Dark Arts post, is
0: that correct? Yes. But you were unsuccessful? Obviously. And it's also because like I'm also just paying attention to what is currently trending on social media. So I do a lot of you know research and development, if you want to call it, where throughout the week I am going on TikTok because I do find that over there the like limits to creativity are literally endless. And in, in just in my opinion, as a creator for short form, it's the most user-friendly. Mm-hmm. So um, I do really take a lot of inspiration from a lot of like creators and seeing what they're doing, what are the trends, what are the audios that are seriously performing well, why are videos going viral, what are people commenting on, like what filters are they using, just like everything, really analyzing all of the aspects and then fully like recreating my own version of that. So obviously when I'm watching, I'll give you like a really silly example, but... If I'm watching, for example, uh, a video where the, the context of the video is like the girlfriend is paying for the boyfriend's meal, like whatever. I'm like, okay, but the audio was funny. This went viral. All of the like things take off for me Mm -hmm. as to like, this could be a viral video. Like the concept was there and then I'll completely change the context but, like, maybe still use, like, you know, the frame shots or, like, the audio, of course. But just, like, just understanding what or what goes viral and how to recreate virality. Like, I'm always saying that on Clubhouse because a lot of people ask me a lot of social media questions right. on there. And for me, it's really just about, like, studying virality and understanding how to recreate that. Because you're going to see a lot of the things that you're going to see on social media have nothing to do with mortgages and or real estate so you have to just like see something and being able to like immediately uh reinterpretate the context which is what happens like now with my brain naturally as i'm watching a video it has nothing to do with like what my brain is thinking and i'm like thinking of which is like what happens when you watch like harry potter i'm like watching a harry potter scene which has nothing to do with mortgages and like ding like (laughs) this could be a way of explaining. And it's just by listening to the words. Like now that I think about it, even in the songs, like I'm listening to the words and like, I dissect them literally word for word. And I'm like, maybe we could do a video (laughs) with that concept. And it's about like taking concepts that are just like so well known, Mm -hmm. you know, and then like bringing your own flair to it.
1: It's amazing. (laughs) It's so cool.
0: Yeah. Well, I hope it like can work for other people. Because it's worked for me.
1: It definitely... You know, you have to give yourself some credit because for some people... For you, you have a very creative mind. For some people that really... Like, they have so many roadblocks mm. to get there. Let, not only do they not have the creativity naturally, I'm not saying you, you know, haven't worked on it and built it over time. Yeah. Some people are petrified of getting out in front of the camera to begin with. I've had guests on my episode who were just... Oh, I feel so uncomfortable and nervous and this... Fair enough. So aside from doing all the edits and, and dissecting audio and video and, and, and making it relatable to mm-hmm. mortgages, they have 10 fears prior to all that.
0: I really, and, and so that everyone can like totally understand, I had no experience whatsoever in social media, video making, anything of that nature Uh, Prior to June of 2020, Mm -hmm. okay, like nothing. I'm talking. I had all of a thousand follow, a thousand twenty five. I remember, like, because I was like screenshotting to like progress my journey. I was just curious. Anyone is, yeah, on Instagram because I didn't have any other platform. So you went from
1: you had a thousand followers in June 2020. Now you have over thirty thousand.
0: Just on Instagram.
1: And then on TikTok, you have three hundred
0: thousand. (laughs) Yeah. Which is crazy to think that because because I had really, like, nothing to lose. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had a thousand followers on Instagram, and I was like, nobody knows me. Who's going to care? What do I care what they think in any ways? Do you know what I mean? That's such a big part of it. I swear. So, like, when I hear that kind of stuff, I'm like, it's just you and your phone. Don't think about the rest, like, because it's... it doesn't matter if you're thinking about what other people are thinking, the content is going to show that they are going to exactly. see, they're going to, as soon exactly. as they land on your video, they can see the insecurity. They can see there's something off. You know what I'm saying? Spot it's forced on. Spot on. and, and it, who can really see it is the, the, the newest generation, Gen Z mm-hmm. like the people that are really like on uh Tik and Instagram and just on their phones, 10 to 12 hours a day. Like they have a sixth cent right. for knowing if this is organic or not. Correct. Yeah. It's, um, so it's really interesting to be able. Well. Yeah. And and it, you. That's again like why I say you have to be on every platform is because you never know where your next client is going to come from, and you always have to market for the future. You all like you know. Yes, TikTok is primarily a younger generation, but they are actually because of the technology that we have, have, figured out how to earn income faster than millennials and boomers have mm-hmm. and therefore will become homeowners younger and younger. Like, I mean, my clients are becoming younger and younger, um, which is amazing. And I think it's just like, it is amazing. So you do have to just be everywhere. Um, but not spread yourself out too thin, like be on the platforms that do resonate with you. Like I'm not on every single platform, but I'm on the ones that I truly believe in. Mm-hmm. So, um, for me, that's Instagram tiktok and clubhouse you know mm-hmm. what what you do here i commend it because it's a lot of equipment a lot of work a lot of time and it's i'm i, I can't do long form. like i'm just always intimidated by it i've tried i know everyone has been pressing me about a youtube channel but i can't do it like it's a lot of work so it's just like it, it really is whatever works for you mm-hmm. people shouldn't feel like Oh, but I'm scared of TikTok. Then don't do TikTok. Do what yeah, works so for you. So go on LinkedIn. Like, go on YouTube. Do a podcast. Write a blog. Right. But do something. Don't do nothing and 100%. expect everything. No, yeah, well, that's most. Do you know people, what I'm that's saying? most
1: people. That's the funny thing. Yeah. And then when you get to where you want to be, they yeah. Go, oh, well, they're just walking out.
0: Thank you. They I was love just that. gonna. I uh, think. They,
1: they always do that. They, they do always they do they that. Don't get it. Yeah, and well, you just, because, just you're because you're not doing it Yeah. Well. Yes, when you're sitting and doing shit, it's easy to say that you're lucky. Truthfully, I don't have anyone telling me that because I don't think anyone could say that about me personally. Mm. Being that if you know, they know who I am, I definitely did not, luck was not in my favor for so much of my Mm -hmm. life. I think I've been able to bring luck to the table because of opportunity, because I grab opportunities. Mm. I'm just, I'm, I'm aggressive when it comes to like grabbing opportunities. But once, once you start
0: to get like bigger listings or bigger opportunities, and, and that's when they're going to say, oh, well, he was lucky. He had so-and-so on his podcast. They'll figure out something. They'll come up with something. That's what's part, crazy. I
1: couldn't give two shits.
0: That's, and that's the thing. Yeah. You have to literally like live your life for you mm-hmm. um, with blinders on and just, if you're happy with what you're doing, that's all that matters.
1: And ironically, that's what, ironically that's when everything opens up because mm-hmm. the people that don't like you or don't appreciate it, then go take let a them hike. Go, go let ahead. them go. But you build this genuine mm-hmm. support system of people that exactly. really do care and do support you, and those people are there and that yeah. understand you, that want to do you, and they're like minded. They have that. Yeah. And you're building a network where you're unstoppable. Exactly. Exactly. Because you, if you need, whatever you may need in any mm-hmm. given field, you have that person. Yeah. You know, and they have you. And it's
0: just... And the referrals will be so strong because right. it will be genuine people referring you to other people, you know, with like a genuine respect. So mm-hmm. it's really important. You can't stress it enough. Just be yourself. Mm-hmm. It's super important.
1: Yeah, most people are very insecure about it. They don't realize that they're their own biggest critic. Definitely. And most people, quite frankly, are doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You have some people that are completely, you know, I'll be very blunt. There are people that to me are completely useless. And I, what I mean by that is they're humans. They, I respect them as humans, but they really don't bring much to the table day to day. They just don't. They, okay, they have a job. I mean, maybe they, they fix things, so they mm-hmm. do help society in some sort of way. But 90% of their time is spent bitching and moaning about why they don't have what they have or they aren't doing what they're doing and they don't seem to understand that the large majority of the world has no idea who they are and couldn't care less as to whether they're doing well or not. People by nature care are are in it for their own best interests. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that, you know, people don't care about other people, but Mm -hmm. as a whole human beings are focused on themselves. So when you're putting out content and you're trying to build a business and you're so focused on what Tim, Bob, Bill, Adam, Jane are thinking, it's just, it's a crippling thing, way to think, because yeah. it's so irrelevant. And uh, when, when people start to understand that, when, when I realize that, it's so freeing, you know? Yeah,
0: that's a good word. It is it's, definitely freeing. Um, I remember we were, like, messaging about like, what we were going to talk about, and at one point you were like, something about your hair. Oh. speaking of freeing... by the way, I know yeah. exactly
1: what you're going to say, because yeah. I actually watched the content. Can I say... I want, Go ahead. To, I want to bring it up Introduce and you tell me if it. it's right. <laughs> so yeah, I saw I Margot. I saw one of one of the episodes. This was a while back, and you mentioned that some people, when they meet you, they don't think you're as professional because that's it, right?
0: No, but well, that's not why that's I did they, it.
1: But that's what they. That's this is what you said.
0: I mean that. All the time. No, I'm not so, saying that you,
1: that, that you do it because that. Oh, no, that, so, oh, no. So was say, cool. I was
0: going to expand because you said um, it's freeing once you start to, like, not think about what any like, live for yourself. It becomes okay. freeing, right? right? So I was going to, like, basically introduce the story as to how, why I decided to dye my hair okay. the crazy colors. Okay. Okay. I had never dyed my hair any sort of colors. When the pandemic started and I started to, like, create content, I, <laughs> I was... Quarantining by myself mm-hmm. um, in a house that I had purchased two years ago and had spent almost one year, like eight nine months, renovating. And mm-hmm. in, in April of 2020, it was like livable. Like I just needed to like go to Target, get curtains, whatever. And, um, <laughs> and it was like in like basically a white box. Like you could say it was basically like a sociopath living in there. You know, it's fine. Um, and that's when I was like, I need to do something. I need to create a studio. Like I need to do something for myself. Um, and I was thinking YouTube in the beginning, but then I was like, no, like it's too time consuming. It's just too intimidating. Got onto the TikTok thing. Cause it was easy for me and all of that. And I started to like build out like my home studio that you see this like pink wall thing, like mm-hmm. this like collage wall, um, and really wanted to like, just build a creative space for myself. And as the creativity started to like come out of me like this like Pandora box that was like opening every day more and more. Um I was like just thinking of all of the things that I've wanted to do that I've always like held back on. And I remember being really young and like um like really young, like 17, 18 and like having to like ask like my parents permission to like dye my hair kind of thing. And they're like, are you crazy? Do you know what people would think about you? And then After all this time had passed and, like, everything I was doing, I did, of course, ask um, my manager, my boss, my father, you know, hey, like, what do you think if I, like, would dye my hair? Like, you know, what do you think people would think? And he was like, eh, you know your stuff so well at this point that, you know, if they can't see that from the first few words of you speaking, probably not going to, like, want to do business with you in any ways. You know, and I was like, okay, I love that because it really just means, like, this is going to be able to strengthen my confidence in the way that like I know who I am I know what I know and like I'm very confident in business settings at this point where you know it's not the color of my hair that's going to make the difference of whether I'm going to like get this deal done or not so um being that I knew that I was going to because I was very very good with the lockdown I like really stayed in I remember like counting down every day that I was like really locked in and did everything right adopted a dog like did all of that you know and like okay. did leave my home office and the hair color was really just like just me living for me like the the whole quarantine like i really just like got to know myself um more than ever before because before quarantine i was traveling so much and like living my life at like a thousand miles an hour and never really got to like spend time with myself and figure out that creative side that like yeah unleashed who I am today, which is just a more evolved version of who I am. <laughs> I guess I could say. And I'm like I'm proud. I'm proud of my journey. So so but I'm curious yeah.
1: though what why the purple specifically and
0: well it started with pink. <laughs> um just because I was like, okay, like pink is an easy color to like transition into. And then um then I did purple because it was, like, again, easy to transition from pink to purple. And then one day I was like, oh, my God, I want to do green. And I remember, like, lady like, at the salon, putting the bleach in my hair to, like, go green. And um, before she, like, took the foils out to then put the color, like, she had already mixed in the green. I was, like, having a panic attack. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? This is where I draw the line is purple <laughs> because... Um, at the end of the day, like, you know, I do think fashion and merchandising and aesthetic. And I just thought purple was the best color that, like, just suited me well in terms of, like, the skin tone, the eye color. And easy for me to um, just create fun aesthetics and outfits that mm-hmm. were still professional and still fun. Um, and I just felt, like, green. Yeah. I just, like, I know the journey of colors now and, like, the way they fade and, like, greens could have been a little too much for me so I just I love purple it really grew on me and um and actually when I had my hair pink and then I went from purple the first two three videos that I did with the purple hair I don't know if it had anything to do with the purple I mean I saw a lot of comments about the purple hair but they went absolutely viral I'm talking like millions of views viral so it was like all right purple it is. We're going to brand around the color purple. <laughs> so it was like summer and like, you know, transitioning and it was just like, you know, purple is a great color for all year round. So um, I love it. And it's like a lilac, lavender <laughs> color, <laughs> not purple. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so purple it That's is. crazy.
1: Millions of, you know, I'm so, I, God, I fucking love this podcast. <laughs> it's like, I, I get to talk to people who have, huge followings and it's so enjoyable it's so cool
0: well I think like we get to learn a lot from each other which right. is what's great with these podcasts.
1: I, I just I'm, I'm even seeing I have you heard of Gary Vaynerchuk? yeah of course yeah huge yeah. fan of his yeah so he let's get him many. on here
0: Gary V come Gary on down v,
1: oh, I'm getting him believe for me. sure he said something about podcasting first off mm-hmm. he said everyone should have a podcast and then he said something very blunt And he said, never focus, he said for podcasting Mm -hmm. at least, Mm -hmm. never make your main focus about views, make your content, you know, this goes back to what we were talking about. Make it real. Focus on the things that matter to you and eventually what you want will come to fruition. He said, at the end of the day, you still can't expect your podcast to be huge because there's only a very, very small percentage of podcasters who really make it. It's a tough market. You have to bring content to the table that mm-hmm. really, really is different. Yeah. It has to really be a value. And I, I study other podcasters. First off, the large majority of podcasters aren't consistent, mm-hmm. which is first and foremost. Consistency. They miss Consistency. tons of episodes. They aren't doing video. They're not leveling up. They're not meeting the competition. Now, I have a long way to go. My equipment can be better. The quality of the audio sure. and quality of the video, for sure. And I, and I acknowledge that. But I understand that at the end of the day, I'm here for the long game, yeah. and I know that I have a knack for conversation and connecting with people and networking with people. So for me, it's only a matter of time. And yeah. it could take a few years, mm. and, I, and, I'm, and I'm, I welcome that with open arms. Right. Like I said, I'm here for the long game. So mm. um, I, I just I already know that I'm blowing past thousands of podcasters, even ones that have been here for years. Mm-hmm. I just know it. I'm already, and I know some podcasters that are kind of in my space, like friends of friends and people of people, I've already, and I don't look at, I don't like to say beat them, but I'm very competitive. So I want to, I want to just pass, all, surpass all of them.
0: But you know so. what? It's, it, it's all about consistency. Um, in the beginning when I was creating, like for TikTok, I mean, the views were nothing that motivated me to keep doing videos. it was the because it was brown. Ew, who cares? <laughs> no, I'm how boring. No, I'm kidding. But it was just like you know, it didn't matter because I just I kept going back to my videos and be like, like these are great. You know what right, I mean? Right, like right, right, right. I felt like it didn't matter. And and what was great can I was quickly.
1: Just, can I quickly? Yeah. I, isn't it amazing when you make a video, like when I have a podcast and there are certain bits of episodes yeah. where I say something fucking phenomenal yeah. and, and I look, like back, and I look back and I'm like, yes, <laughs> yeah. I look back and I'm like, that was amazing. You know yeah. what I
0: mean? And I it know. takes
1: it really takes a confident person to be, yeah. to, to be able to look at something and say, that was
0: fucking. Awesome. Yeah. Like no,
1: I, 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 I give myself props. I
0: love you. Matt. you have to be your greatest Isn't fan. That awesome. You have to hype yourself up. That's like amazing. you cannot rely on anyone else to give you feedback, compliments, and actually, like I remember, like th- the whole time. You know, so, 99.9% of the time when I'm creating, I never ask for like third party opinions when I'm editing or like, hey, what do you think about? Because that's what's going to fuck everything up. Like, no, you have to go off of your first gut feeling. Don't you dare try to take 57 takes for your one scene because they are going to see it was overproduced. It's got to be natural in the moment. Um, Jimmy was going to say something
1: else. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> no, you get
0: it. You get it. You get um, it.
1: Hold on, let me try to go, let's try to backtrack. Um, Try to think, take your time.
0: It was about like content not performing. Yeah, so now, so I got it, but it's actually really frustrating because speaking about content that doesn't perform well, I know that it affects my mood. I know that like when a video that I really believed in doesn't perform well, I know that I'm like, damn, like I really believe in that video, like what happened? you know, but you can't like think about it for too long. You have to be like, all right, like, let's just keep, keep going. Let's put something else out. Maybe like the next one will hit right. You know, um, you can't be like, oh, I'm going to stop. Cause it didn't perform well. Cause I see that happening so many times to people where they're either going to like start to go on TikTok and post or start to post Instagram reels and maybe like one or two will do good and we'll keep posting. And then as soon as it like really doesn't do great, like eh, they stop. They're like, it's not for me.
1: They quit so it, easily. It,
0: and you know what? Like, I actually took um, a three-week break from TikTok because I just, like, I'm so stupid. I do this to me, myself all the time. It's like sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm slacking. And then I, like, push really hard and burn myself out on creativity. And then, I'm like, I can't. I'm good. Like I can't, I don't want to do another video. I don't want to edit. And like, it's one thing to do the videos. I love always doing them, but then you have to edit them and caption and hashtag and make sure it's all ready to go. It's like post at the right time. It's like all this shit. Right. So, um, I like took a three week break from that because I had created so much content on TikTok and I was like posting like six times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was like frustrated that my like numbers were just like not performing well. So I know the way to like beat the algorithm is just push it, uh, into high gear. And, I had so much content that I was able to recycle for Instagram that I just like put TikTok on the back burner for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Now, as I want to get back on TikTok, like trying to post stuff, I have 300,000 followers on there and I'm like struggling to get a thousand views right now on my videos. But I know the name of the game, I know it's all about like, the algorithm having a conversation with me and be like, this bitch is back again. Oh, now she wants to get views after her three week break. Like, no ma'am, you need to put in the work before we can reward you with views. I know that's how it works. I know it. Cause I see my friends that have also hundreds of thousands of followers. And I'm like, how come they keep getting consistently great numbers of views? I'm like, cause they're just posting multiple times a day. And though they're not necessarily thinking about like what they're posting, just flood the algorithm so that, The algorithm knows that I'm loyal and so that it can reward me with views. Interesting. You see what I'm saying? But like, I don't think about that because I'm so much more concerned on the actual pieces of content and the quality of it rather than just like busting out content all the time for the algorithm. I did that in the beginning, even though I was also focusing a lot on quality because I knew it mattered. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think in the beginning when you're trying to grow a big following, you have to be like, I mean, so on top of it, I'm talking, yes, like three to five times a day because you wow. need to literally like outpost people and like disrupt the algorithm to the point that it's like, this guy again, like, all right, just give all him right. enough views. Give right, you know? right, right. him what he wants. Right, you know? right, right. But, so you're um, knocking on the algorithm's no, door. No, Come it's on, it's literally that. And it's really funny because a lot of people do videos about like them trying to talk to the TikTok algorithm. Anyways, but, um, yeah, so it, it is tough, and sometimes it is discouraging, but, like, as I said, like, I woke up this morning, and I saw, like, the last few videos that I posted performed really horribly, but I was, like, I'm fucking obsessed. Love them, Mm -hmm. and I know that like, all right, like you know, TikTok wants to like give me a little slap on the wrist and like not show my videos to anyone for right now. Fine, I know what they want. I'll I'll post more consistently, and I know that these videos either will have their moment and will get pushed into the algorithm at one point because that happens all the time. Mm -hmm. Where like days, weeks, sometimes months later, it'll just go viral. It's really weird, Um, but I know like you know I've been extremely consistent with Instagram, so like that's going to perform well there. And it's all about like knowing. Um, how to properly recycle your content you know and like mm-hmm. really knowing how to stretch the distribution of like one piece of content like how you're doing like for a YouTube podcast so knowing about like how to like create one content and like just recycling it so so many different people can see it I and take do their clips. own interpretation I want to
1: make a separate YouTube channel just for for clips
0: well they have the YouTube shorts which mm-hmm. is extreme well you know well, <laughs> which is like extremely mm-hmm. powerful for the um like YouTube algorithm because they're competing with like TikTok and reels. Mm -hmm. So you could very well do 15 to 30 second clips of either the video and then be like, you know, click here to watch the full length and then it can like take them over. But short form video algorithm is by far, I think the most insane algorithm that has ever been like put into the digital world. You know, it's long form is one thing and the algorithm is very complex and takes a long time to like get you know, thousands, millions of like views quickly. It's something about short form algorithm that's just like extremely powerful for... well, I think
1: because wouldn't you say it's because people have a short attention span. Well a
0: thousand can, percent. They, a
1: thirty second clip, if it has a good enough title, a thousand
0: percent. they go
1: through it quickly and they say, you know, I wanna see more of this. Here's a hundred the rest
0: percent. Of but and, and but that's the thing. It's just like under it hundred percent. It's just about understanding like the the evolution of the mind mm-hmm. and how people now want to consume content. And it's very clear that they want it short, fast, and now. And they want to be the ones to be up to decide if they want a longer version of that. Because right, right. so I get it all the time, even in my comments. Do you think YouTube on like a more in depth version of that? I don't, but right. I'm working on it. Okay, <laughs> one day, okay. hopefully. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I do the longer, I don't do the shorter. But I, yeah. I mean, I, I was actually making some bits, so I have a tiny Instagram page for my podcast, mm-hmm. and eventually I'm going to pay somebody to...
0: Chop them up for reals. Yeah, real. we'll,
1: well, no, we already did that. My editor does have he charges extra for it, which is fine, but I'm really trying to build... It. No, I hear you. Yeah. I'm trying to build the main podcast page. I have it all planned out, but mm-hmm. I'm always open to new ideas. I, I'm going to start probably working on the bits again, like for your episode. I mm-hmm. definitely want to do that, because um, I would like to put it on TikTok. Um, but there's, there's, so much that goes into it. I
0: there just, is so much that goes into it. And for people that, um,
1: like I even hate when
0: like people try to hate on like, you know, big content creators, like big TikTokers and like, oh, like they're so lucky. They do nothing and get millions. Hold on a second. You know what it takes to create content? Right. Okay. Do you know how early I had to wake up to be able to film a certain amount of videos before I got here to film long form with you and then create all my content on the weekend so that I can actually like do my job and get these people approved for their mortgages right. that I'm making these videos for. Like it's a whole organization and setup and editing and time and dedication. They only see the end result they, though. They see they the 15 see. seconds and they're like, it took 15 seconds. Like right. what do you mean? like, I'm about <laughs> Just take them to a room. Yeah. <laughs>
1: they, that's it, but who cares? Because yeah. that's just how they are. They don't realize what goes into it. They see Instagram, they see a guy on Instagram with a nice car and money sure. and everything, and they don't realize all the countless hours that he or she spent in the office right. busting their ass. Yeah. But, but it, that's why yeah. I, I, I'm so glad I can tune all that nonsense out. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter to me. Um, it's just so irrelevant, it's so unimportant. Yeah. You know? And what's also funny is I saw a, a, a meme, not a meme, but a picture recently that's, that showed it a stadium. It showed a ton of seats in a stadium and it showed one guy there and it said "Your supporters before. And then it showed a full stadium of people on it said after, well, you know, once you're successful mm-hmm. and I find that to be the truest thing. Oh, uh, I, while you're in the process, yeah. you have a small podcast like I do. Yes. It's nothing big. People might, have, I get a lot of good feedback, but people, course. they don't know where it's going to go. Sure. It doesn't have a hundred thousand subscribers yet sure. where they can say, Wow, you made it, bro. I knew you could do it. So they're sitting there on the sidelines going, oh wow, he's consistent. It seems like he's gonna do well, but let's let's see. I don't know. Part of that definitely there are some of them that say, you know, there's a part of me that doesn't really want him to do well because then I'm gonna feel shitty about myself because I'm not doing well. (laughs) And then once you're once you get there, everyone shows up and goes, hey man, I knew you could do it. You're great. And it's like, where the hell were you up until now? You
0: know. We have those, but um, it's really interesting because the bigger you get, the more haters you're going to find. That's fine. Um, that's but you good. know what they say? They hate us because they hate us. us. All right. Damn straight. <laughs> Damn, straight. Damn so, straight. Yeah. That.
1: But that's how you know you're making an impact. You, you. You can't be make. You can't make any sort of major impact in any. In any given thing yeah. without having. The haters, it's impossible. The haters, yeah. Dumb haters, <laughs> yeah. <So> i <I'll> getcha. <laughs> we covered a hell of a lot of ground, I'd say.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, I, I This entire time I thought your last name was different, so now this is an I So It's, it's ette
0: So you actually, you pronounce it with like every letter in there, so et ted yeah it's
1: a very difficult name. you probably had a tough time with finals with tests oh, I'm telling you that, any like, teacher, one any out teacher of all, 100
0: was actually pronouncing it right and then like when I hear it right I'm like
1: oh, yeah that's right <laughs> you know like wow
0: and here, other than a
1: French person how does anyone get it right if that's
0: not French that's Moroccan oh that's it okay, yeah, okay, okay. yeah, yeah yeah the first name is French very French and <laughs> the last name is very Moroccan French, okay. yeah
1: that makes yeah. sense. That's what totally makes I sense. I was
0: born in the U.S. I was born in West Hollywood, California, um, but my dad is Moroccan and my uh, mm-hmm. mother is French. Oh, okay.
1: Very cool. Yes. So that's, yeah, okay. That makes sense because most, most French Jews are
0: either Moroccan or Algerian. Or yeah, Nigerian. that's very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, um, France was like one of the main colonizers over there in North Africa, so. Yep. Is that a word? That's probably not a great word right now to use, huh? colonizers. Whatever. Called. We're not going to get all political on. That, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, eh, yeah. For another episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well,
1: you can watch his other episodes. Stay tuned that. as I go. For the, by the way, the one I'm putting out this Monday is very controversial, and I yeah. actually i take a pretty i take a pretty um, I, I, I gave the non-Israeli Jews a pretty hard time, honestly. Right. So you'll, if you have a
0: moment to listen, to it. I I do, and you know what, it's one of the main reasons why I absolutely wanted to join your podcast and your youtube show because i think that your guests are wonderful and the topics are extremely diverse um and every one of those topics stayed home for me so because awesome. um, i have a lot of family in israel and my grandmother is buried in israel um my family did you know time in the army as well so yeah i'm very happy to be here and i'm honored and i think that you're going to do really great like this channel is Fucking awesome. Awesome, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's
1: it's it's just yeah, it's it's definitely. I watched this video recently, just about how in the beginning of doing anything, you expect things to go easily, and then you get hit in the face, and it's it. You just have to you have to keep jumping over those hurdles, and eventually yeah. it comes. I, I know it. There's no, I'm a hundred percent sure. There's no debate in my mind. Like it it might take six years to see any real change. I don't believe it will. I don't believe it'll happen a lot sooner. But I accept that reality and, and it doesn't determine. That's, that. That's really what it comes down to. Mm. You know. And it's just always, you see those pictures of these guys digging for, for diamonds and there's this massive diamond that they quit too soon. You know, that kind of thing. So it's uh, it's really just all about that.
0: Yeah.
1: You know. So, Margo, thank you so much for coming.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: It's been a pleasure. I'm going to drop your, your social media links so I can check it out, guys. Make sure Perfect. to check out our content. Thank you. If you need anyone from mortgages, Get in touch with her. And oh as always, subscribe, hit the subscribe button because I see a lot of you are watching and not subscribing. So subscribe. How dare you? <laughs> subscribe, like, share with the family, share with the dog, share with everybody, and as always, make sure to tune in on Sundays for new episodes. That's it. Subscribe. Amazing. <laughs>